Yeah, that uh, the which which hurricane is nearest us? Imelda. I think Imelda is the one that is racking uh, Southwest, uh, Houston, Beaumont. The whole winter, that whole interchange is underwater. Now the pictures are unbelievable. Yeah, it's not just a lot of water. Like don't drive through the water. It's a lot of water. Like you can't drive through the water. Water and that you you've been through there. That's flat. When there's water there, Dude. there's water everywhere. I mean, yeah, like, exactly. Like, you know, it's like one of those movie things. Or that's something. called like seawater intrusion. Oh yeah. At that oh point. yeah. And it's coming up from the you know the marsh and all that stuff. And yeah. Talking about bringing that local, you know, over here on the university uh, near the behind the university. Um, in Johnson, they're building all these apartments, this entire yeah. huge complex. You know where all that water's going, right? Down Cooley, one, mean? It's going down one Cooley that's yeah. back there that was already flooding. And it. Ba- I think it's the same Cooley that backs up and floods all the way up by Slotsky's in Johnston. You know, it crosses yeah. way up there. Yeah, that is. That's the that. same And that, I don't know. I watershed. guess somebody had a – somebody must have thought of the plan. But there's a uh, – <laughs> that's a whole lot of water's got somewhere to go. And from what I'm hearing, the where you got to go, we don't have yeah yeah so, well what we need so, are uh ponds you know they need to build some ponds they need to uh dredge the vermilion they need to clean out the coolies they need to do yeah. all this at like the exact same time yeah they, you got to do it all at once and and we don't tend to think like that um very linear but the idea of retention ponds is attractive in one sense except that it, <clears throat> retention ponds have to be maintained yeah, they retract. and they have to exist exist somewhere and people don't want to live next yeah, to them and, and they yeah and they attract rodents and snakes and unless mosquitoes and unless you pay yeah. and on and on and on so uh i don't like the idea of dredging and the toss about dredging is what are you going to do with the stuff you dredge up well, I think you sell it to people <laughs> or you use it to make dams or dikes or levees, you know, take yeah, it out exactly. of the bottom and put it on the edge and raise the edge a foot all the way down the the length of the thing. Yeah. You know, something like that. Wherever it's feasible. Repurpose yeah. the stuff that you, because the, what do we, the sillage, what are some, there's some kind of name for it, but what do we do with that? That's the biggest problem of all. What do we do with that? Well, I used to pay for river sand and I guess yeah. it's a different kind of thing. But well, it's probably, it's probably a bunch of. Garbage, a bunch of dead know. animals and pesticides, yeah. and a couple of and, skeletons. Oh, you know, at least a couple of skeletons, <laughs> chunks of wood. Or, you got a guaranteed one refrigerator per truckload. That's you know, right. Like a that. hot water yeah. heater. Yeah, yeah. Talking about that, we we live in a society that just doesn't give a hoot about <laughs> our environment. I mean, we everything from the little litter bug guys to the EPA is virtually toothless now, and we're rolling yeah. back every kind of legislation, and people are like. Hey, that's a bummer. What are you going to do? It's just nuts to me how far we've let our our nest become befouled, and yeah. we don't we don't do anything about it at all. Yeah, it's like we don't live so, here. Yeah, it's, it, this is not happening to us. That's going to be that's going to happen to those people. Yeah, not us because we're Americans, and of course that means we're infallible and immune to <laughs> immune to the things but, that are happening to us right now that we're ignoring. But see, I think that's like this id that exists in Washington, especially, and in a lot of the halls of power more generally, but that doesn't reside as much consciously in the folk. I mean, th- this is where I always come back to the issues-based polling that's done all the time that shows that the American people, 80% of them want to get out of foreign wars. They want to fix our pharmaceutical Pro, you know the problem with oh yeah, yeah. insane prices. They want eighty percent of them want the difference between what we want and what, and we, what we get. get. And, yeah, and yeah. so and so that same that same thing enters with. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. You know where your your uh, kid was telling you. You know, quit using these plastic straws. 
And, you know, they're sitting there in front of you and you grab one to, to yeah. stir your coffee. It's, yeah, it's and, part and, of what I've been told today. Well, sure. and, and what we've also been told is it's your fault. Quit picking up that straw. You need to stop picking up that straw. Do you think that you're not picking up that one straw is going to stop the number of straws CC's buys? You know, yeah. th- that's I, the I, thing. That point I get, yeah. The, the, it's, it won't. Well, I tend to fall back on the Dr. Seuss, uh, Horton Hears the Who. The smallest voice matters. And if you don't contribute your rejection of the straw, then you become complicit in the whole industry. You know, sure. You know, butterfly effect of one one person. Mm-hmm. And if I change two attitudes, then there's two straws. Who knows? I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I do half of it because I get the pat on the back because I act like I give a shit. Let's be honest. About half of, half of anything I do. Everybody listen up here. Half of everything I do that looks like it's nice, I'm doing for my own good feeling. The other half I'm probably doing under duress, and I really don't want to. So uh, <laughs> if I'm doing it, just shut up and take it. Uh, but where were we? Well, well I mean, that, that's just a good point because charity is something that, you know, that I think even Jesus said, you know, if you're not enjoying it, don't do it. Walk yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. And so it's good to, to enjoy that. You know, that, that really is a, a cool little thing we get when we have the, the little five seconds of extra time to pull a big chunk of something out of the road when people are passing by or whatever yeah, it may yeah, be. Uh, yeah. but, but it's it's just stewardship of our of our lives and well, our shared space. It kind of relates space. to one of the reasons that, that I think you enjoy it too. The reason we like working here is because our contribution has an effect. And, and yeah. you know, I mean, we know we know something's going on there. There is a ripple effect of what we do. And that's why, to me, one of the most important things you can do, and I don't practice it near as much as I preach it, is you got to be involved at some point in your community. You know, yeah. uh, serve a meal or at least attend an art show or so, uh, support the restaurant guy from this not for, you know that lives here. Yeah. Com- we live here, and it brings me. <laughs> let's talk about the upcoming election if you want to. <laughs> it brings me to the people who are trying to form a society. You know, and then there's the the other group. They they don't care at all about forming a society. They want to. Re- perform or create a place to live and every man for himself you know we with our houses are here and our houses are secure we don't really care about anything else and then the rest of us want to build a whole society that involves how we work with each other and more than a road but maybe a bridge or a fiber yeah or a common area called a park and then maybe some common understanding we'd call education and yeah some people don't think like that and they i think that's one of the reasons we have the kind of divides we have they literally are only thinking of the most basic sustenance of of life yeah well nothing else matters anything else is an extravagance that should come from somewhere else like Cox is going to build parks just because they want to, <laughs> or you know, so, uh, but but the interesting Walmart's going to give everybody money, yeah, in proportion of what they earn. Yeah, I mean, let's, you build us you our know. sewer and build our roads, and we'll what pay people starvation wages for you. Yeah, yeah. The the thing that I don't the the, the thing I think that contributes most to that is the culture of the media, because those are the kinds of views that fall apart. As soon as you question them, because the, the, those folks that that don't want any more taxes and don't want you to get involved with their stuff, well, they are the first people with their hands out when there's money coming around for projects, for anything. Those are the people that will take that money. They don't want to cough up taxes, but they sure like using taxpayer money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That, that sort of thing is – it's just because we, we aren't challenged in a real way in that public space – and people, I really think people's ideas have uh, withered and, and 
atrophied. Oh, certainly, yeah. Creative thinking and conceptualizing and that kind of stuff has been – we're being neutered and dumbed down by yeah. the consumption well, of – let's just say Google is making us dumber. The title well, of an article that was written <laughs> – literally, it was written maybe 15 I years mean, ago. our cell phones and are it, making us dumber. That, well, uh, yeah, Google is a metaphor, the, yes. whatever you call the word that covers everything. Access, w- yeah. whatever you call it, a c- yeah. a constant screen access or something. Yeah. But, so. yeah, I mean, the, the – uh, the, the place that that all comes from is just, uh, you know, a dereliction. I mean, w- w- we, we could we could do these things. You know, we, when we were talking upstairs about that uh, storage of energy, uh, new technology, that stuff's cool. It's sexy. It's fun to talk about. Why don't we have it in the U.S.? Why aren't we doing those things in greater uh, scope in the U.S.? They don't fit it's the, the economic model that we think we have to live by. Yes. Yeah, we're slaves to this economic a model. A 19th century model. And it's, right. And it's fallen apart right before our eyes. And yeah. we've got so many crutches and, and holder-uppers and levelers and, and so forth built into it that uh, until we do something really radical, the the shift in money from the rich to the poor is, is that's where the the civil i don't want to go into this whole civil war thing but when we finally flip our switches it's going to be because we're too poor compared to the too rich yeah and we're working like crazy to make it worse every day every day and yeah so it's not going to be long before the people are going to wake up and say hey, you know what i've been hearing about this thing where we're only making 725 an hour and he's making nine hundred and seventy thousand dollars an hour <laughs> What's wrong with this picture? You know, so yeah. let's not go to work today. And strikes is where the strife gets going. There's somebody on strike right now, who had General Electric or General Motors, big mm-hmm. strike going on right now. Yeah, that, I think we're percolating ourselves up into a big problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I for one, um, the the last two, well, not the last, to advocate violence, but I, I'm not the first. But I, for one, would love to see terrorism against the billionaire class i would really love to see like people attacking them physically yeah, in their homes yeah. well, and spaces i would i would i would be in favor of seizing some assets uh, you know, i don't think we have to kick their front door down yeah. and catch them watching their big screen tvs but i would be in favor <laughs> of going to their hundreds of banks and hiding funds and and everything else and saying look we're taking 35 percent of this today and two years from now, we're going to take 35% of everything you don't give to a charity that's on this list. And here's the 2,000 charities on the list. You either give it away or we're taking and give it away for you. And yeah. then it leaves you with a third. And we only do that to people whose third will equal $100 million or some paltry yeah, or amount. More. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Enough to buy any small state, at least. And, yeah. all, and all the go- Yeah, $100 so, million is probably a good place to, yeah, to set that. <clears throat> maybe maybe $250 million. Okay, let's be fair. Two hundred fifty million dollars. Someone was hoping to have a little yeah. over a hundred million. Well, there. once you make over two hundred fifty million dollars, <laughs> the only way you're going to avoid paying taxes is to directly give it to an approved group. I, of course, will be on the committee to approve the group. <laughs> that's the that's where this whole thing comes undone. I'm into yeah. it. Suddenly, um, I suddenly I get it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that is, of course, always the old bag that they uh, bring around or the, the old canard, you know, that all oh, these tax and spend liberals, you know, want to take your money and do this or that with it. But the, the thing about like that conversation is it exists in a reality where, yeah, we did that a lot for decades. Like the top marginal tax rate was 91%. <laughs> 91%. People weren't necessarily yeah. paying close to that. But 
if they didn't pay close to that, the reason is they were jumping through hoops, making the economy stronger, reinvesting, right. not stock buybacks, buy, actual reinvesting. Jobs, paying yes. people wages. Yes. And one of the very simplest accounting principles of all is that you pay your profit uh, after you have the cost of goods and the cost of getting it presented. Uh, you sell it, and the difference is what you pay the tax on. Well, the way to lower that tax thing is to raise the cost of producing it by paying your people more. Yes. Yeah, all right. So you're paying, you're losing profit, but you're also not paying taxes. Pick one. You, you know, this whole idea. And, and suddenly the, the people around you are happier and yeah, more fulfilled. And more productive. And then yes. they spend more money in your store yes. and on and on. And you and they better the economy your community. Yeah. But we don't want to hear about that because this whole thing but is see, built Ed, on ha, simple. But, but really, how long did that take you to explain? That you did that in 45 seconds, man. Sure. But that's that's what I'm saying. What we don't it's it's like we're hidden from paragons of truth by the media. The media gives us all this babble. It sounds like we think we have an opinion. We think we spend our time wisely oh, yeah, absorbing that's what, this that's stuff. Why we, worry, we get nothing. Yeah, they're telling us even what we worry about and why we should worry about yes. it. Yes, we don't even know what problems we should be addressing collectively. Uh, our conversations are insulated into the groups that have been now algorithms and so forth. Yeah. Even even when we tried to human network, you went to church with people that thought like you and you joined clubs with people. So I don't, you know, we, we, we have, we have got to find a way to understand that the, the common, the, well, it's, I'm a socialist. So I just say the common good is way more important than the individual good. If protecting the individual at the cost of the, the of the common uh, is unacceptable. We, we're not going to play that. Uh, you submit to the, the larger group in, in, in every capacity. Uh, and that means we're going to take some of your earnings and we're going to give you an opportunity to earn as much as you want. And if you earn, uh, if you, if you earn as much as you can, you'll do better than people who don't. That so you can get ahead. You can have a bigger house. You can achieve. You can own. Yeah. But you're going to contribute, and you're going. And then all this, the Amazon thing. I, I, oh, it's Jesus. hard to believe. Eleven billion with a B dollars uh, in profit and no tax. Uh, you can't have that in a society. That you just can't have that in a society. You can have that in this little world where it's every man for himself and rules. Rules, but you can't have that in a society. We're trying to live together here. We're trying to better. Uh, all of us. But it also yeah. shows how little you get for, you know, rape of physical resources in the short term. $11 billion ain't squat. It's a drop in the bucket. And what does it cost them? You know, centuries long changes to the ecosystem, not just of their country now but the planet because yeah. of how <clears throat> unique the Amazon is. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty well pillaging everywhere. That yeah. it, you know. Well, in the scheme of the world economy over time, it's nothing, but it's an awful lot of money for a company to yeah. make as a net profit and not pay tax on, yeah. you know, and they, they made that money using our roads and our airplanes and our phone lines. And, and of course they paid highway taxes, yada, yada, yada. But at some point you just owe the rest of us more than, than nothing yeah. that has to be. It's how, unless we switch, and I've been a big fan of this too. I don't think capitalism is the only way we should do business. There ought to be something else. Uh, and here's an abrupt segue. I think we are delivering our food to people the wrong way, and there's too much 
emphasis on how much food costs and not enough emphasis on feeding people healthy yeah all over the well food feeding people and, with food from next door or down the road or 50 miles away i mean that yeah. would be a cool thing to do that would let's that would, grow food that would be one of are. one of our many solutions i would think would be to to reinstitute the idea of neighborhood farms yeah and and, and eating in the neighborhood so to speak but i also think we ought to make sure there's no such thing as a food desert where a person literally can't get to a food place without public investment that they have to pay for yeah and maybe walk to get to and then their choices are smaller yeah so they eat a cheaper maybe not even economically cheaper they eat a fast food thing because it's closer and it's easier and five dollars on a mac and cheese is way better than five dollars on two bananas and a bag of rice mm-hmm. uh, so they eat and on and on and on and i you know how do you tell people you, you can't eat that well you can but you'll be able to have choices that won't be the easy choice. And yeah. we're always, all human beings, let's face it, we're going to take the easy choice. You know, <laughs> let's just, that's why we're so stupid now. It's just easier not to learn. It's easier <laughs> to accept what you're thought. We will take the easy choice. And it's easy to get a Big Mac. Yeah. yeah but the it ain't easy, easy to get a fresh animal. We will take the easy choice, but I think it's been shown uh, that, that if that easy choice can be made in a world where we're our needs are met and we're, we're fulfilled, then we're going to make smarter choices. I mean, they show this with, you know, the, the number of children you have drops as you get, you know, more affluent. All sorts of decisions are made differently when you have the money. I mean, the, the thing is, yeah. when you ain't got no money, a cigarette sounds real good. <laughs> you know, when, when, you, when you don't need the money, you're just less likely to make detrimental lifestyle choices well that's one of the parts of the things about uh poverty that nobody seems to want to give real mileage to is that rich people think poor people are just like them without money yeah the whole psychology is completely different the colors on the trees are different totally what you see what you hear how you interpret just as simply as everything is different it's just crazy to think well they're just like me only poor if they were working a little harder they'd be fine yeah well we'll we'll look at it like this ed i mean i mean because really what it the difference between even just mild affluence and poverty around here is literally the difference between having superpowers and not Oh yeah, you can do anything with money, anything mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. come up with, with just a little. You know, you got fifteen thousand dollars cushion, and you can, you feel like, yeah. y- you own the world. Now you won't for very long if you never had fifteen thousand dollars before. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. I mean, money is this crazy power that we use all the time. We wield it, but we pretend like it's. I don't know, man. I think it's so that we can feel more moral about it. We don't recognize how utterly transformative money is as a as a power that some people have and some people don't yeah well I, I, you you said the same thing i'm thinking in a, in a better way perhaps <laughs> but it, it's true that it, money is how we value everything we started one of our very early podcasts that we have to value people for the quality of their contribution in other ways than how much money they got for that contribution yeah i, guess in the, I, I think i use poets or artists or something you know, how how, do, how does a, a real, a person who creates art that evokes emotion in millions of people, how do they get compensated so that they can create more of that without having to go out and flip burgers in the back of a, you know. Or maybe they do, but just not, not well, for 80 hours a week, yeah, you I, know. They, uh, yeah, maybe I, they have a, a grind that they don't necessarily love as long as it's not all consuming. Yeah, the the... the 
Well, yeah. Or, 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 uh, I, mean, I mean, even better that, yeah, they, you don't have to well, do it if you don't want to. Well, I mean, I see that there's as There's a way there should – I think there's enough resources and enough opportunity and enough, enough things that need to be done that everybody could contribute – in their skill set and their pleasure zone at the same time. I, I agree. You, you don't you don't have to be uh, completely uncomfortable at work. You don't have to hate your job. You don't even have to look at it as a struggle. You could look at it and have it be a legitimate contribution to the better good. And it would that would really be what you did. I go to work to contribute to the greater good so that I don't walk past piles of human shit on the street or people <laughs> who happen to be producing that same thing or in, in bombed out buildings or anything else. I, I that's that's why I, that's my job. I contribute to society. Yeah. Well, how do you do it? Well, I put this staple on the top left-hand side of some papers we mail. I don't even know who we mail them to, but I'm your yeah. reward is that you get to live and eat and you're not starving. See, and, and, see, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, Ed, and, and the funny thing what are you is... What do about it then? Well, well, well I, I'm, I'm trying to uh, ideate it with you and, and see it and, yeah. and uh, maybe do what little I can, you know, physically uh, in my life to help bring us to that point. But, but the point I want to make is you wouldn't believe, well, you would because you're out there too. The number of people from every single side of the political aisle that don't want that to be like that they have all these reasons why oh, yeah, that yeah. can't be in their myriad, but they're all based on fear and the idea that like progress is an illusion they're, or impossible. They, their fear is based on they don't believe it's possible. Yeah, they, they don't want to fr- believe. Yeah, I, I, that's impossible. The it sandwich would, is a lie. It would co- it would either cost too much, or somebody else would get ahead of me, or the wrong people would be. It's just I can't deal with that happening, and I'm afraid of it, and, and, and I don't want it to happen because I'm afraid, and then I become hostile and angry. If they could somehow understand that it's not, there is no expense to you. You know, you don't. That's the thing. The dollar out of your hand returns two in your bush or whatever the pick you're saying, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, but, uh, it's, it's like we talk about cultural spending. You know, when the state shells out money, Billy Nungesser was saying this the other day, for every dollar Louisiana plugs into cultural spending, Seven, whatever that may 17 be, $17 dollars yeah, back. 17 times. That, that's in all sure. sorts of, there are all sorts of avenues yeah, by which we can yeah, get more out than we but, put in. Yeah, but you can't show me, average Lafayette citizen, where a create dollar gave me seventeen dollars. <laughs> you can't show it to me. Yeah. Now, you could take me to the restaurants where the people from out of town would come to the resort, the workshops where they eat, or the hotels they stay in, or any of the exhibitions they've put on, and the workshops and the, the community resources they've provided. You could point to all that, but the, I don't use any of that, so I don't care. We don't. We don't need any of that art. It comes back to that. Uh, well, that's society. I don't. It's not my responsibility for society. I want to live in my brick house with. I want to be safe from everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I think fear of. I think that what we need to do somehow. It often comes back to the the uh, solutions I have on the show are to create media, and then I, the only media I make are Jacob and Paul and this show. But I have a lot of ideas, folks. Uh, but I think the maybe an answer to that is that we we front load the work in showing it. We find ways through visual representation, maybe through actual murals 
to, to, to explain like what's under the surface of things, how much work goes into things and how much we get out of things that, you know, you, you see fleetingly. It, it's hard for me now to explain what I'm thinking, but I think you know what I mean. Find a way to represent these values in easily digestible uh-huh. okay. ways. So oh, that people say, oh, you know, this signs. is because, yes, yeah. not okay. dollars. Yeah. 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 Oh, this is here. Okay. Because I, I well, know. that's. I think that's the role of artists and comedians yeah. and and people that ilk, uh, movie makers, uh, all the people that I want to be that I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it's their responsibility to help uh, society figure that stuff out, to hold the mirror up and, and yes. show you the opposite of what you think you are, and kind of jolt you out of your complacency. Right now, I think people are jolted deeper into their their protective zone, their their fear zone, and it segue back to uh, the. The candidates that were debating last night for mayor were startling in their willingness to just say straight up, no money for the arts, no create. No library. No, we, oh, I love the libraries, but they don't need any money. Yeah. We, don't, we don't need any more of them. It's just nobody but hippies goes there anyway. And that, that kind of logic <laughs> just astounds me because the same, one in particular segued right from we don't need any of that. To if we had good roads, the businesses would come back, and people love to come here because of our food and culture and music. So they certainly would. And that's the, that person's argument is that if, if we had better roads and drainage, then people yeah. would come here just because we had better roads and drainage and everything else. It reminds me of people who would, and over time I've consulted and talked to and met with a whole lot of people who are trying to open businesses, and a startling number of them have no idea how to figure out the difference between what it costs to buy the product and sell the product. That that zone in there is very important. Yeah. And these people are like, man, we're going to open a retail store, but we're not going to have no retail, and we're not going to have inventory because that's, people just get that for days, shoplift and stuff. So we're not going to have no inventory, <laughs> but it's going to be a retail store. That's how we're going to make the job. <laughs> it's like, well, you can't have a store without retail. Man, the, the people, the freeloaders, the liberals would just give it away. <laughs> you know, come on, put some inventory in there and people will come and buy from you and then you can make some profit. Hmm. I don't have no friends that sell inventory, Shy. So then yeah. four years later, you get another load doing the same thing. Yep. And that's their thinking. It, it, they are so defensive and so molecular, folk, mono focused that they have no clue of anything that adds to anything. And a uh, dollar in equals 17 out is complete. They, they don't, they cannot. They cannot comprehend that. They don't. Yeah. You, maybe you got a graph or a picture, but they don't understand that concept. Well, they just need and, to be shown it. I mean, it's the same way that you know a lot of white families need to be shown that the drug war is BS because Junior gets picked <laughs> up. It's like, hey, wait, this is why. <laughs> yeah. You know, they have yeah. to see it for themselves. That's um, the thing. It's well, doubting Thomases all around. The doubting Thomases are not reacting though, Jacob. That's one of the reasons our psychosis seems to be so scary is that people are not responding to stimuli that you would think they would respond yeah they're not they're saying yeah that's okay that's okay that's okay that's okay they're continuing to go deeper down the rabbit hole speaking of the uh the hurricanes you know that we've got all around us six of them yeah Yeah. um you know that that's the thing that when i saw those maps years ago and they were projecting hundred year uh water levels yeah uh you know that that's the thing is you see that it's like oh wow yeah you know what that means right it doesn't just come up it's gonna start oh yeah starting when you well, up it's starting by that little island years. south of here south of, of here actually more like south of homa 
A whole city is. It wasn't a city. It was a town. Shin- Grand Chenier or something. Village, or? It was below somewhere. It probably had Chenier in the name. Yeah. But it's gone. All the houses, a hundred families sure. moved out. Just y'all. Don't, there's nothing there. The road's gone. It's underwater. Yeah. It's water now. I mean, there's no whale in that water. It's a foot deep. Yeah. But it's water where there used to be houses. Can't live there anymore. No. Gone. Gone. And yeah. people are man a hundred. You lose a football field a day of the greatest Gulf Coast. I got all the time in the world. <laughs> well, no, you don't. Because <laughs> that doesn't happen, like, literally per bucket yeah. full. And people are, are in the, 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 naive, not naive, blind to what's happening to them. Yeah. Because they're forced to believe something they've been told they need to believe. They don't look past that. They don't really look at the weather or the... In, Something See, but I think if we if we took that into account more, because that frustrates me a lot, you know, uh, just people that don't seem to uh, increase their knowledge base and therefore change their opinions as they willfully as they live. That's, that's the willfully ignorant. That's not yeah. stupid. That's willfully ignorant. I prefer not to know, or I will not accept any more knowledge. And there's I'm a lot sta- of that. I'm staying. Yeah, and and sometimes you have to ask yourself: Is it me, or is it? all of them am i the one who's seeing everything wrong here or is it well but see that but see then you're back into delusion because you're separating yourself we're we're all the same it's just that the struggle is to to react you know buddha like (coughs) don't be like that don't be ignorant you know speaking of being buddha like that was one of the new year's resolutions i was going to try to be more buddha like (laughs) simplify my life and i do i have made some some startling improvements in how i think and you know, uh, better control of my emotions and oh, yeah. so forth by being more Buddha-like. I attribute that I've, to these sessions uh, we have. They Ed. do help. This, this is very much a therapeutic thing, and it does help. <laughs> but I, I very much have a hard time not harboring overt hostility to a lot of people in my community. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I want to be better than that. I don't want to say I'd like to punch him in the throat. But in my mind, I'm thinking, I'd like to punch him in the fucking throat. And... <laughs> I shouldn't think that way. I'd like to not think that way. And the only way I'm not going to think that way is if those dumbasses would at least acknowledge there's something we should talk about as opposed to saying, one of them jumped me the other day because I'm from New Orleans. Well, you're from New Orleans. I moved here 52 years ago. <laughs> you're from New Orleans. You're obviously a libertard. And that's, so I was dismissed on that level. So I, wanna, yeah. I, I don't want to live amongst those kind of people, but they're everywhere in they have something to contribute to society. If they would just open their eyes and contribute to it, then we would all live better. But I think that's they're where... A drain on my, uh, they're a drain on my societal development. Yeah. They cost me like they think that I'm costing them. But, but, but this is uh, like truly a Buddha moment because the teacher teaches the student, but the student teaches the teacher. You know, that's just yeah. the reality. And so yeah. he, these people, by, by making it harder on you, are doing you a favor. Because you have to figure out a way to get along and coexist and, and, and cooperate, Doctor. I'm wor- I mean, Jacob. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I really, I, do try, I really do try to say, hey, every man has a right to their opinion, and they do. But you don't have, and Corny's saying, you don't have a right to your own facts. Yeah, and you can. Well, that's just uh, what that's just, just where those people aren't serving themselves. 
You yeah, know, but, if but they, they really they, want to exist in a factless world and and they, and yes. think that they grasp yes. things, you know, yes, they do. it might it might last twenty years, but but it's going to crumble. But they're going to take us with them. That's, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty I'm pretty optimistic, man. I told you about that storage tech they got there. You basically just compress air with leftover heat from solar panels when it's hot and and the sun's out and you got more energy than you can actually use and you can't store it. Well, now you can. You just compress air with the leftover. And then you run turbines at night. It's like so obvious, but this Swedish dude or somebody, I don't know. Well, yeah, European, if it's so obvious, then I'm, I would... Well, he we, patented you it mentioned now, it up so at the, we, we I, I was going to say, you mentioned one. it up at the coffee pot there before we, as we <laughs> planned the show. Uh, <laughs> and it seems to me like that could be the solution to a lot, dude, a lot, a lot of problems. If yeah. you get the efficiency scaled out right, why aren't we just forever compressing air uh, this is and stacking new. this stuff up? I think in five years, we're going to see that being put... We're going we're gonna to see these places being put up you know we so, don't have a ton so, of green so if i could build a giant air compression holding farm or something yeah but but you'd only want to build it or, or prep it near near, near a place near where there's a lot of sun energy. or exactly yeah. or whatever it may so be so the flares in lake charles for example those those things they flare Dude, off 24 7 that there would be so much extra energy off a refinery and that's what they're yeah. talking about lng refineries yeah. Yeah. It's those, like the those perfect big ass place flares to... burn all night long. I've always wondered yeah. why they didn't kind of capture something. He'd steam for a turbine or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah, one would think. I mean, it's be a lot some of efficiency energy. thing going on. Or it might be something they don't want anybody to know that they're burning off. Well, they do. You, you've seen those flares. They have them on oh, every yeah. oil rig and everywhere oh, yeah. else. Whatever it is crackers. they're burning off, they, somebody just decided it's better to burn it than to let it be. Yeah. Yeah. So. True. You could use that to heat something, though. Yeah, no kidding. You put your crawfish pot on top of that flare. And, <laughs> seriously, you know that. Like you say, why not use it to drive and compress air? Yeah, compress air containers can run turbines. That turbine but, generates electricity. But that brings us back to the point we always make on the show, or that, that I make, that we both talk about, is the idea of utter corporate capture of the U.S. mechanisms of power. Sure. Because well, that those sort of things, guess what? Most countries are pursuing those. We, it's like pulling teeth, not sure. just in that sector, but in so many <laughs> sectors where right. progress is possible. Yeah. It's politically unpopular, although it is publicly popular. Right. Well, what happens in the politics, as you well know, is who's buying it. And the people that are buying it are the corporations that, that are buying some of it to avoid having competition yeah. and buying some of it to force the products they got in their pipeline. They don't, the straw maker doesn't care. He's going to keep making straws and find a way to get them sold to us. Yeah. And even if that means he's going to have to bribe the guy that runs Wendy's or whoever doesn't want straws, you have to bribe a couple of politicians who want to outlaw straws, and pretty soon you got straws. And <laughs> you will, you will. And then and then we'll blame yeah. you. For, and they, if they only will, you'd stop get, using these yeah. straws, we wouldn't and, have pollution everywhere, Some Ed. kind of, yeah. It's well, your, I, it's the, it's I the feel guilty fault. about that, too. You know what I really feel guilty is when I put... My pizza box and the recycling. I understand that's a big sin. Yeah, they too. don't like that. They don't want to, unless all the pizza's gone. And I've never thrown pizza away Even in a then, box. I don't know what that if, means. If it got greasy, like if there's yeah, food like waste that. on yeah. it, they just can't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's why that's they a, have to separate it. I feel but, guilty I mean, about that. Yeah. My, my roommates so. better feel guilty too because none of the, they're always putting glass next to the thing. I'm like, I have to go through the damn thing before I take it to the road because I know they've thrown something. Yeah. Well, I try to be honest. So I suffer, <laughs> I suffer a little guilt over that. And then, uh, one thing, if we still have time, I want to switch to that's uh, been eating on me and I've been thinking, uh, and I need some help finding the information, is how come we're throwing away so much food in this country? Yeah. I did a little googly thing there. We're throwing away like between 30 and 40% of our production. Jeez. 30 to, thrown away. 
thrown away, not eaten, not consumed, not sold, thrown Multiple away, reasons, destroyed. right? It doesn't, the fruit isn't pretty enough. So uh, make mush out of it, yeah, make right. salad out of it, give it to the people that are living and starving on the street, turn it into zucchini, burn it, <laughs> something. <laughs> there, the, 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 uh, I'm hung up on the number of people that are homeless and starving when we have food to throw away in empty houses that are literally a, a huge pain in the ass. Duh. You get a, you, we can set up a whole little job system of administrators to take care of these people who we've given old food and old houses to. And you got a whole industry right there, but they're not on the street and they're not starving. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we have to take care of them. We well, have to take care of them now. You're just not doing a good job of it. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you, you let assets fall on the ground and die and supposed to feed somebody with them. Would Jesus yeah. do that? I mean, seriously. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. It, it all comes back to societal planning, and we, we just aren't great at we aren't great at solving problems quickly or at all. You know, we can start. I, I would talking say about we don't identify and, our problems. We're yes. being told what our problems are. Yes, and we're reacting to what we're told our problems are, and that's that's, that's how the, we make all of our decisions. That's, that's why my the, panties are in a twist all the time. Yeah. I listen to the propaganda and I react to it. What's why I'm so uh, uh, sullen about the the gun debate? You know, we talk all about yeah, you know, yeah, yeah uh, we need background checks. Sure, when's that going to happen? In the meanwhile, the thing that's killing people. Is heart disease. Yeah, it's, it's we, we need to we need to have, have a whole so program about that. Pedestrians dying every year in we traffic. Need, we we could do a whole. I think that's our next topic. If you, because I can't remember it, but next week we'll start off with the whole idea of gun control and misapplied pressure. And yeah. now that we're going to outlaw vaping. All just uh, well, carte the, blanche the, across the, the fruity thing. kind first, or yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the fruity kind guy was made by somebody without contacts yeah, in Washington that's what or I was something. Wondering. And. It's the flavor. But it's just, you know, come on. Golly, man. Yeah. More people were killed by hot dogs last year than were killed by vaping. You're not going to outlaw hot dogs, are you? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's just. No, I, I know. It's it, it's like we've been told regulatory what, wins. Well, we've been and, told what to worry about, and, and, and that's what we're told to worry about. Guns, not so much, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not that worried about guns. I'm worried about traffic. That's the thing that scares me. Because that's when people are driving, you know, the the most dangerous weapon they own. Yeah, two-ton cars. And they don't. And, and and a third of these people, man, they don't care. They they're way too reckless out there. Oh yeah. It's just, oh yeah. <laughs> driving you know, on the interstate is just insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I'm not. I'm. I'm worried about gun violence. Not. Not personally. Yeah. I, not personally. I, I, I personally am immune to everything. Yes. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> but the, there's a whole lot of people getting shot. For nothing. Yeah. I mean, careless shooting. And the other day, another four-year-old shot a six-year-old brother and killed him. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, You know, I, and I don't think gun control, as people think of gun control, is a solution at all. I think we got to fix some mental. That's what I think. Well, I, I just think, think we, we got to fix who we are. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be some changes of heart and mind. Where the thoughts and prayers happen, that's where the changes happen. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the gun. Yeah. How are we doing on time, man? Man, remember, we did 37 minutes, Ed. I 37. think we can. What do you want? You want to get to 38? No. <laughs> it takes us a couple of minutes to mobile through. This has been... Uh, tune in next week. <laughs> tune in next week. I think this is maybe episode four or five. Curtis Hollinger's seat is empty. He was supposed to be here. Yeah. We we're going to so, talk about the Fed. So y'all yeah. missed it. Yeah, y'all you missed us. You missed us. <laughs> talking about the Fed's dropping the interest rate. I don't see anything from uh, Curtis in my old email here. So uh, we missed you, brother. We'll do this again next Thursday. Yes. Tune in. Tune in if, next uh, week and we'll cover fewer than 
all the topics like we did this week. Yeah, next week we're going to start off with uh, something to do with homelessness. No. Okay. Was it? It was something like that. But uh, man, government intrusion no on your life telling you, so I don't know. We, we could start another one right if now. If you have a topic in mind or you want to be a guest on our program, contact Jay White at AOCINC.org. That's yes. J-W-H-I-T-E at sign. I, AOCINC.org. He checks his email about once a month. So don't go looking for answers. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This is Uncle Eddie. This was Jacob.